situation. He took a pinch in the back. He got beamed for crying out loud. We used heart attack. Me. Managers on a major league baseball team. Don't make decisions. Could have done without that. Credibility in this situation is worse than losing your job. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? The castration of the major league baseball managers. We know it. Ask me about my winner going on everybody i just wanted to opine regarding the chicago bulls and their honoring of their great teams of the 1990s and i think something that could have been such a great event to really number one honor the greatest team of the 1990s honor the one of the best organizations from a winning standpoint in multiple decades and instead the fans of the Chicago Bulls embarrassed themselves, but not just the fans, because I'm going to get into my opinion of what certain figures of that team, certain representatives, certain players, coach, what did they have to do or what could have they done? What could have they done to prevent what turned out to just be an awful scene? Now, Jerry Krause was the general manager of the Chicago Bulls. He put that team together. And during the 2020 pandemic, one of the better, probably one of the better stories of it was a documentary that was put together honoring, we're talking about that final season of 1998, led by Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan had a, uh, was basically given um, executive producer control basically was the one that was running the entire thing. And you got pretty much everything that happened in that last year from Michael Jordan's perspective. Now, one of the people that didn't benefit from the release of this documentary was the general manager of the Chicago Bulls, Jerry Krause. And I'm throwing this all out there just in case you weren't really familiar with the situation. Now, Krause, obviously was looking for the future. And at some point, that dynasty, as great as it was, was going to have to be dismantled in some way, shape, or form. And, you know, Jerry Krause made the decision that that probably was going to be the last year in 1998. And you know what? That That's basically one of the more revealing things of the entire documentary. So fans, naturally, were going to be thrown towards... Kraus, to disrespect Kraus, to discredit Kraus, to dislike Jerry Kraus for what he did to that roster. Now, one thing that was kind of sounds ignorant from the fans' perspective, you watch the documentary, you generated your own opinion, you tend to forget how that dynasty got started. Whether it was Tex Winter, whether it was Phil Jackson with Tex Winter, the decision to move on from Doug Collins, Obviously, drafting Pippen, adding the other players that ended up being so, so so important to that dynasty. That was all Jerry Krause. And the scene of something that the Chicago Bulls and their fans could have really enjoyed honoring a great championship run that very few other teams get a chance to do. Very few other fan bases get to store this in their memory banks, it's going to be marred because Jerry Krause's name was booed. And not just Jerry Krause's name, but his wife, Thelma, 
that is there, not because of choice, but because she's invited to be there by the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls invited her to be there to share in the honor of her late husband. And was it all the fans? As Steve Kerr says, he's not going to throw all the fans under the bus saying every single person there was booing. He didn't believe that. So I'll take Steve Kerr's words and not believe that every Chicago Bulls fan was booing the late wife of the general manager of a team. Now, by the way, if it wasn't for him, they don't have that dynasty. That's the first part. Second part, Michael Jordan, whatever. Maybe he had you know other obligations. Maybe he had a conflict. He couldn't appear at that uh, at that event. They show a video of him. Whatever he says, what he says. Scottie Pippen, Phil Jackson, basically the patriarchs, and obviously they don't do what they did winning those six championships in eight seasons without Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, like I said, executive producer, control, ran that documentary. Everything was from his perspective. Michael Jordan has had plenty of a chance to prevent Jerry Krause's wife from getting booed. He could have said something at some point. He could have clarified. He could have said, yes, listen, Jerry Krause may have been the one that shut this whole thing down, but without it, and he may be hearing it from Michael, some of the fans aren't as vicious and look as asinine and ignorant and clueless as they did when they booed Jerry Krause's wife. Michael Jordan could have done something to prevent this. Scottie Pippen, and I understand Scottie Pippen, bitter Scottie Pippen, all this stuff has been stored in his mind. He feels like he wasn't treated well by Michael Jordan. He finally exploded. I get it. Scottie Pippen is unhinged right now. But you know what? Scottie Pippen could have said something defending Jerry Krause. Now, he may not be happy with how Jerry Krause paid him. He may not have been happy about the long-term contract he signed watching, you know, basically the entire NBA make more money than Scottie Pippen by the time his contract was done. He didn't, Jerry Krause didn't renegotiate it. Scottie Pippen's got the right to be upset. And maybe I'm not mad at Scottie Pippen in this situation. Out of all the people in the documentary, you look at Jerry Krause, a couple other people, Scottie Pippen's right up there near the top to where this documentary probably makes him look the worst. Scottie Pippen got ripped off by the Chicago Bulls. Scottie Pippen got ripped off by Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner, and Jerry Krause, the general manager. So if somebody's going to be upset, I'm giving Scottie Pippen the right to be upset. Phil Jackson, without him being hired, this thing doesn't happen. Phil Jackson's entire Hall of Fame coaching career starts with the opportunity that he gets when Jerry Krause hires him. Phil Jackson, in many situations, has had the opportunity to clear this air. And like I said, not you know you don't have to put Jerry Krause on this huge on, on this huge pedestal, making him out to be uh, great. But the fact that he was vilified so bad in that documentary, and we're looking at something that's four years ago already, three and a half, four years ago. There's a lot of time that's passed that this night when the Bulls were honoring the team. You could have saved Jerry Krause's wife from having to, you know, being invited to something, by the way, that's supposed to honor her husband. 
and then to, st- to sit there and get booed by the, the amount of people that she was getting booed by. I thought that was a terrible, terrible job. And like I said, it's not just the Bulls fans. There's many within that organization that could have done something to prevent that disaster. And I feel terrible for his wife. Because you know what? She didn't deserve that. Jerry Krause didn't deserve that. A couple quick things before we jump into a quick version of Saving Sports History today. What happened to the Browns' defense? Cleveland Browns, all we hear all season. And listen, they had a, they had a very good season. They dealt with so many injuries uh, on one side. You know, you think about Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb. You know, there was a lot of really good players that didn't play most of this season. And the Browns were a great story, winning those late games with Joe Flacco as their quarterback. But all he kept hearing, Browns defense, Browns defense. I don't look at the Houston Texans as the uh, San Francisco 49ers in the 1980s. They're not the Dallas Cowboys with Troy Aikman and Emmitt Smith and Michael Irvin and Jay Novacek and Daryl Johnston and Larry Allen. I mean, the Browns defense, they got to be called out for a real no-show. I want to throw a suggestion out there. And if you're an NHL fan, if you're a hockey fan, if you follow hockey night in and night out, maybe you watch a little more hockey than I do, uh, I, I really do want your opinion. The NHL overtime rule seems like it's missing something. I think the shootout, eh, I'm kind of okay with it. Whatever, one way or the other. I'm not totally uh, in love with the shootout. But three on three for the five-minute hockey overtime, I think it is exciting. You got the open ice. You got really a lot of a chance of something to happen. Why does it got to be five minutes? I would propose an addendum to make the overtime a 20-minute period. Three on three, we got the wide open action. You're seeing a lot of games end within the five minutes of the overtime. Somebody scores. Why do we got to push towards the shootout? Why do we need the shootout? You can keep the shootout in, but why not extend the overtime period to 20 minutes? The, other, the three periods are 20 minutes. You have a three-on-three overtime period, let it go 20 minutes. And if it's still tied, number one, you could call the game a tie. But number two, you could go have your shootout anyway. I don't know. Like I said, I want to hear from my hockey supporters, my hockey fans. What do you think about it? So today is the 14th day of January, 2024. Everything I'm about to talk about, and like I said, this is a very abridged version. Not too much happened in the world of sports in the history of January 14th. But we're going to jump into DeLorean, crack it up to 88 miles an hour, and go to the year of 1919 where a three-man group led by Hall of Fame manager John McGraw, Charles Stoneham, Francis Xavier McQuaid, purchased 100% control of the New York Giants. Something he probably couldn't do now. McGraw managed, I think, all the way until 1932. So I think I don't think he could be a manager and an owner. Obviously, you know about Connie Mack, who ended up owning the Philadelphia Athletics around the same time. 1968, Super Bowl II, the Green Bay Packers, 33. The Los Angeles Raiders, actually the Oakland Raiders, I'm sorry, 14. 1973, Super Bowl seven. The Miami Dolphins, 14. The Washington Redskins, seven. 1987, Baseball Hall of Fame, 
Like I said, you know my opinions about the Baseball Hall of Fame, but they get it right here, honoring two great players, Catfish Hunter, Billy Williams, selected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. 1993, Mark Eaton of the Utah Jazz becomes the second player in the history of the National Basketball Association to have 3,000 blocks in his career. 1970, former New York Yankees closer and New York Mets general manager. He just led the team to the 1969 World Series championship. Johnny Murphy passes away of, you know, suddenly. 1984, we lost not just San Diego Padres owner Ray Kroc, but the entrepreneur, the fast food king, the creator of McDonald's. This is the Passball Show brought to you by JohnPielli.com, by St. Aloysius Church in Jackson, New Jersey, by two ways, one passion food truck located in Scranton, Pennsylvania. If you're interested in hearing me flap my yap mouth, you want to see some of my top 10 all-time uh, list that I've composed on behalf of the Passball Show, you can check me out on YouTube. Uh, also, podcasts available, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, YouTube as well, if you want to get your podcast from there. We'll be back with you soon. God bless you. And as always, I'll see you on the other side. Chris Bryant was on the Chicago Cubs roster opening day. I have many leather-bound books. My apartment smells of rich mahogany. Why don't you give it all or a majority of it to the team that wins the freaking World Series? I was going to listen to that, but then I just carried on living my life. I may come out as the biggest Major League Baseball manager apologist. It'll only make someone work just hard enough not to get fired. Because hitters are going out there saying, I'm either going to hit a home run or I'm going to strike out. And if I don't get a pitch that I feel like I could drive out of the park. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Especially prospect whores and hoarders are going to be a little pissed off at me when I say this. I'm a dude playing the dude disguises another dude. There are only two managers in baseball's Hall of Fame who have losing records. One of them is the iconic Connie Mack, who you could say, in spite of winning five World Series championships as a manager, could be in as much as a pioneer. <laughs> and what side of the spectrum they're on? Were they pitching? Were they batting? If your favorite team was pitching and the ball got inside to hit a batter, there's no way it could have been on purpose. But if, if you were in a fan of the team that was batting and a ball got inside and hit somebody or went behind somebody's head, absolutely 100% unequivocally, that pitcher was throwing at They put their tail between their legs and decided they're going to do exactly what they're told. You're damn well right. Better give him a contract extension. You're damn well right. Better make him the manager over the next series of years. 35 years ago, I could have loaned your parents the money for an abortion. <laughs>